This is Jim Robbins for Healing the Creative Soul. And today's podcast is about the idea that nothing is ordinary and what the theft of priceless works of art teaches us about hidden glory. When a priceless work of art is stolen, let's say a Rembrandt, there are a few things that can happen to it. But perhaps the worst outcome is that the genuine original is passed off as a knockoff. In order to disguise the truth of the painting's theft, it is presented as a reproduction of itself, an imitation. Author of the book Rembrandt is in the Wind, Russ Ramsey, says that a Rembrandt or Monet might either be destroyed, held for ransom, used as a black market currency, or sold as a high-quality replica of itself." We're used to imitation purses being sold on the street as genuine Gucci's. We're not used to the real Gucci being sold as a knockoff. Ramsey says that a con man might suggest to a potential buyer that the painting came from one of the master's own students, who would have worked tirelessly to faithfully mimic every detail of the master's style and technique. It was common for masters to have protégés, some of whom could reproduce their master's work so proficiently that it can be difficult to verify the authenticity of a painting because of the number of uncanny reproductions done by students of the great masters. Telling the difference can be tricky. One art historian, Wilhelm von Bode, joked, quote, Rembrandt painted 700 pictures. Of these, 3,000 are still in existence. End quote. If a prospective buyer takes a tiny sample of the paint to a lab in order to verify the painting's authenticity, they will of course discover that the paint is indeed from the right period and location. The buyer is fooled because the original they're looking at cannot lie. But the buyer may never know they're looking at the real thing. For a fraction of the millions the painting is worth, it is sold for perhaps $100,000. The truth is veiled and the extraordinary remains hidden, all because of a slippery shift of perception. Let's put this in other terms. Do you remember one of TV's most iconic cars, driven by Tom Selleck, the 1984 bright red Ferrari Quattro used in the series Magnum P.I.? Let's imagine a crooked used car dealer passing off the actual Ferrari driven by Magnum as a reproduction to hide the fact that it was stolen from CBS's production lot after the series ended. The shady dealer says it's a first-rate replica built by an award-winning classic car reproduction shop. With painstaking detail and the promise of a vicarious thrill, the car is certainly worth the significant price tag. It's not the original, wink wink, but it's pretty close, he says. But the car is, in fact, the original driven by Magnum, and you'll never find out. You drive off the used car lot in the stolen original, completely unaware that those leather seats still hold clothing fibers from Tom Selleck's classic Hawaiian shirts, and perhaps mustache hairs he shed as his facial fur was buffeted by the warm Hawaiian winds. 
But the truth of the car's authenticity is concealed from you, and the con man doesn't want you to know what's actually yours. This is what has happened to thousands of priceless works of art. Originals are sold as knockoffs of themselves to hide the theft. And the con man gets a sizable but dramatically reduced fee for them. Not only is the art stolen, it is no longer thought to be itself. Its value plummets strictly because of perception. Many creatives are on a constant search for what's missing. So many things feel stolen from us, and much has. But sometimes it's not that we've been robbed. It's that perception is dulled, and we can't see the remarkable in front of us. Sometimes the extraordinary is right under our noses, hidden because of a manipulation of perception. Perhaps the one place where trickery and deceit present the extraordinary as passable but not precious is the person in the mirror. Someone has lied to us about our value and pedigree. Someone has gone to great lengths to make sure we never verify our authenticity or origins. But God is waiting for us to see our hidden glory. And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the glory of the Lord are being transformed into his image with intensifying glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. There are no replicas here, no lookalikes, only authenticated originals of a master. To help with our unveiling, we can use our own breathing to remind us of the truth. It's helpful to wed truth to habit, and what's more habitual than breathing? You can try this breath prayer I've adapted from authors Calhoun and Lawfridge that helps our bodies, and not just our mind, hold what is trustworthy and true. As you breathe in slowly, you can say, made in God's nature. As you breathe out slowly, you can say, nothing is ordinary. Nothing is ordinary. I'm a coach for creatives, and I love helping creatives flourish through healing connection with God, others, and their own soul. You can check out my coaching page at jimrobbinsofficial.com.